30 miles from the Pacific Ocean in a land where we rust, we don't tan. It's the Take Him With You podcast for April 4th, 2011. Hey, guess what? You're in boot camp. That's right. This week on Take Him With You, episode number 113. That's 113. Can you believe it, Amy? Wow, that's a lot. It is. Well, we're in the army because we're we have boot camp part number three. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We're gonna talk about uh, a cool new apparel piece of apparel that I purchased. Um, restoring windows on Catherine's laptop. A really cool, fun pheromone collar that we got for our cat. <laughs> and our journey out to Lake Quinault. You're in the army now. One of our listeners, um, John, um, said to me he really has been enjoying the series, but he can't get the stupid song, You're in the Army Now, out of his head, and it really bugs him. So, this is for you, John. You're in the Army Now. Whoa, you're in the Army Now. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. Today we're going to be talking about... Um, the term born again okay. and the reason we're going to talk about it because is because well it's kind of become a cliche and it's kind of become a bad word when it really shouldn't be and for some reason a lot of christianity has hung its hat on this one particular passage in scripture even though there's a whole lot more scriptures that talk a little bit differently than maybe what what most people think about it so that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. Well, I mean... Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077 podcast, And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And... 
We'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. Those are our buds, Alan Joyce. You know what? What? I think someday we need to pray that God gives us a a cool, dependable um, motorhome and we can go visit, visit all them. of our friends. That'd be fun. Yeah, we could do the, you know what, we could podcast on the road and do the Take Him With You on the road podcast. That would be fun. Take a month. Mm-hmm. Now, we'd have to be independently wealthy to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that I, would be fun. I couldn't really do my. Um, I'd do it. I'd rent a motor if we had cleaning, the money. My cleaning jobs while I'm away from. Yeah, them, I couldn't so. do those. Yeah. But that would be a blast. Yeah, it would be. Fun. We could visit our friends and have them on the show of course, and stuff. It, it may be hard for us to get across the pond to visit our our friends in England. The motorhome wouldn't make it across the ocean. Probably not. <clears throat> or it would get rusty or something. We'd have to put it on a very big raft. Guess what? What? Um. I'm our friend Richard Pete mm-hmm. got an iPad too. Yeah. And he reviewed it on the Just Because podcast. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that he was gonna do that. I haven't heard the podcast. And I'm really yet. upset with him. Because he's And with you, you Alan Joyce. Envy. You're in big trouble. Because you have iPod envy. No, you know I don't that? have iPod envy. I have iPad envy. I, iPad envy. Or I drool. I drool. Oh, man. Yeah. This one's so cool. I really want it because it has recording capabilities. So you can do GarageBand, and you also have an 8-track, um, multi-track recorder on it. has a bunch of different instrument things that you can do. And it's all portable, and boy, that'd be just something, I'll tell you. The yeah. iPad, too. My friend Tim has one, too. Mm-hmm. So Tim and Richard, meh. You no, I'm re- happy for you, actually. Rejoice with those who rejoice. That's, That's a commandment. Yeah, okay. So we need to be happy for them. I am actually very happy for them. I just want one. Yeah, I know. They're pretty cool. But you have to listen to um, Just Because, the podcast, because, because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to be a guest on it. Do they have a podcast for, for women who want to get um, their stoves fixed? You're really funny. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm going to be a guest on their show coming up pretty soon. So you guys will have to subscribe to it and listen. Uh, on the Just Because one? On the Just Because podcast. Hmm. So that should be fun. Yeah. Okay, so what's been going on around, on, around our house? I got a new, uh, I bought a new piece of clothing. Yeah, I think you're wearing it right now. I am, I haven't. Well, I either wear this or I wear the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one that Al gave me. Yeah. We're talking about my beanie. You like beanies. Oh, beanies are the coolest. And you know, the funny part is I don't have a bald head. I'm not losing any hair. But I just really like beanies. And I really picked up that beanie thing a a few years ago. Started wearing them. Well, I think it was about the time you were starting to do a lot of walking. And my ears got cold. Yeah. You started wearing beanies and and stocking caps. But now you're kind of more into beanies. I like anything. But if if you have a really cool beanie and you find one for under five bucks in your area that has like the name of your area or something cool like that, send me a beanie. I want to wear more beanies than I'm wearing. (laughs) I'll even wear beanies in the summer. Well, around here, I we, want cool we only beanies. have a couple weeks of hot weather. So, I mean, most of our summer is still in the 50s and 60s, especially in mm-hmm. the evening. So, it doesn't get real hot 
in the evening very often. So you can still wear beanies in the evening. I'll call early it morning. beanies for Bonzo. What do you think? For Bonzo? I'll name myself Bonzo. I couldn't think of anything that rhymed with beanie that would go with me. Beanie for the meanie? No, you're not a meanie. <laughs> beanie for the meanie? Thank you. Thank you very much. No, you're not a meanie. At least not most of the time. <laughs> Jeez. That's it. After we're done, I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat you up. Oh yeah. <laughs> like to see you try. <laughs> I remember when you flipped me onto the bed. Yeah, I did. She knows taekwondo. Taekwondo. I don't. I didn't know. Yeah. I just thought it was a. I thought it was some kid that was sitting on some bread dough. Taekwondo. No. But it's taekwondo. Yeah. Some type of martial art stuff. I very little, but. No. But anyway, she knew enough to flip me, and I told her, "Don't ever, ever do that to me again." This was twenty years ago. He doesn't mess with me. I no. don't. I don't. No. So no, I'll beat you up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Send me a beanie. I want beanies, not beanie babies. I don't like those. But beanies you wear on your head. So I have a take him with you beanie. I got it made special order off the internet. Yeah. It says T H W Y on it. You you posted some pictures on your Facebook page. Yeah. And on the back it says www.takehimwithyou.com. Mm hmm. Isn't that cool? If we had people wanting to order them, we probably could get up an order. I don't know. I, you know, if we had 10 people that wanted a beanie, a take him with you beanie, I could probably get a break on the price. And I, I would imagine that they'd be around 10 bucks or so. Mm. I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't know. If you had them made in bulk, I think that would be the case. Yeah, because yours is a little bit more than that because you only got one. And I had a shipping on mm-hmm. it too. But I, we have a local place that would probably make these. Yeah, that would probably be less expensive. So if you want to take him with you, Beanie, if 10 people email me and say, we want a Beanie and I can keep the cost down, well, we'll just do that. Yeah. But anyway, in the meantime, find me cool beanies. I want science fiction beanies too. That'd be cool. I yeah. want a Battlestar Galactica beanie. And if someone wants to put an iPad 2 inside oh, of one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ooh, hey, look, I got a $500 beanie. Oh. Speaking of laptops. Yeah. And, st- and iPods and iPads. Mm-hmm. Uh, our daughter's fancy Dell computer crashed and burned. Yeah, it's less than a year old and... Her um, spring break wasn't supposed to be for another week or two. Yeah. But um, guess what? <laughs> she got to go on break. She She's up visiting her grandparents right now for a few days um, because... She does most of her school on a computer. Mm-hmm. She has a, her curriculum. Um, a curriculum that's computer-based. And um, it the computer stopped working. She would be... She was doing school just the other day, and it just did that blue screen. The blue screen of death. And it, it kept on doing that over and over ago, again. And, and, you know, I fixed it about a couple of weeks ago when it started doing that mm-hmm. because it was a virus, I thought, or a malware. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it was doing fine. Then it crashed and burned. So anyway, long story short, mm-hmm. this is the first time ever that I've called Dell Support and had the best experience ever. I didn't actually call them. I got online and used the chat feature, mm-hmm. and I got this guy from India. Mm-hmm. You, no, I'm not being mean or anything, but I could understand him because he was typing. Usually that's when I get on those calls, idea. it's it's very difficult to understand mm-hmm. some people because of their accent. And uh, anyway, so this guy was great. I had a really good conversation with him. We went through the steps to see what we could do, and we checked the hardware. And we, Well, anyway, long story short, because it was under warranty, he sent me um, – he said, I'll send you the Windows disks mm-hmm. in the mail. 
and then and then he gave me the instruction on how to, how to restore the computer. And wouldn't you know it? The just right moments before we started this podcast, the uh, the courier shows up in front of our house. This is less than twenty four hours later, and I mm-hmm. have the Windows disk from Dell sitting on the table. And as soon as I'm done here, I can go and start restoring her laptop. So, so I'm very happy about uh, Dell and the fact that we purchased one. Hopefully, come Monday, Catherine will be able to catch up on her schoolwork. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she'll we'll just, see. She'll just end up doing her schoolwork that was for this week during what was going to be her spring break. Sure, so but it'll she's work out. up at her grandma's house having a good time. They're going to go grandpa. shopping in Seattle and visit her cousin at the UW. Oh, that's exciting! That's exciting. So yeah, very. She's very excited. She she's kind of a shop till you drop kind of girl. Yes, so that's for sure. It's. Many times I'll go to the store with her. She'll beg me and bat those eyelashes at me. And then I'll just take my iPhone. My iPhone, I wish. I'll take my Android with me and I'll play games on it or check Facebook while I'm sitting in the waiting chair by the the The, the, the chair for changing the dad. Room. Huh? Yeah. Chair for the dad. Yeah. Sometimes, I'll, I'll, sometimes to get her out of the store, I'll just try to embarrass her. And I can do that. Yeah, you do that quite well. I can sing a lot about the products that I see on the shelves. Yes, especially in the women's section. (laughs) You sing quite frequently. There's a bra. There's a bra. No, that's no. That gets her to go out real quick. Dad, stop it! You won't even go in those sections of the stores. So, well, okay. How many guys listening to this like to go into the lingerie section? There are some guys that do like to go, but that can be scary too. I know. We were talking to a friend just recently that actually goes dress shopping. Because he, cause he's a dance in this dance thing. Uh, don't, you don't he, have to go into detail. Yeah. But the fact is that he goes in and he's comfortable yeah. picking out a dress. Okay, I'm comfortable in my masculinity. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with trying to find something nice. But a dress store? My, lingerie? My, no, 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 no. My question no, no. is, no, my dad asked if he wanted size 13 heels with that. <laughs> anyway. No, I'm, you know, I mean. Some guys How do we get on this? Shopping. How do we get into this? We were talking about shopping. Catherine loves shopping, <sighs> and in, and I don't know where she got it. It must have skipped a generation because your mother was a real retail store manager. Yeah, and, she managed you know, a, a store called Lamont's mm-hmm. for years. And so I think she was kind of all into the clothes and the shopping, and yeah. And I, you know, I'm kind of a farm girl at heart, so I'm in jeans and sweatshirts. <laughs> I'm kind of. And a, you know how to milk cows. I do know how to milk cows. That's utterly amazing. Yes. I don't milk cows anymore, though. I don't have any cows to milk. Oh, that's a bunch of bull crap. <laughs> okay, what else is on our notes? I was trying to think of cow jokes, but I've said so many of them, I didn't want to, you know. No, we don't have any dairy cows. We, we, just have, we don't have any cows in our house. We just have cats and dogs now. And speaking of cats and dogs, yeah. nice transition, dear. Yeah. Um, our our dog is just such a blessing to us. We just love her. She's so fun. But she's an Australian cattle dog. She is. And uh, she likes to herd the cats. They, Not hurt, mind you, but herd. They don't with really a D. appreciate. She she likes to herd us too, but we're a little she, bit more. Yeah, she's temporal. not as hurting us as much as she does the cats. Still, she does this to the cats, mm-hmm. and um, and two of our three cats have now kind of gotten along with her. They don't like her very yeah, much, but they're, they're adjusting. They're adjust. They're adjusted a lot, but mm-hmm. one of our cats has not adjusted. Mm-hmm. Miles. Yes. Miles, our poofy cat. Yes. He doesn't like Jade, the dog. Yeah, he for the first like week or so, he kind of hid in a closet most of the time. Yeah, we didn't even see him for days. Yeah, he barely came out. We would we would 
shut the dog in our bedroom at night so that the cats could get out and eat and do what they needed to do and but um what are you doing you're making noise i am i'm looking for the container of what i'm going to talk about so my mom finds out that uh, our cat is not having a good time and my sister hears about it and my sister's a real animal lover oh, she's the one who helped us get the dog yeah she's miss humane society really good with animals and so and she stuff. says she emails me my sister does mm-hmm. and says hey i've got this thing for miles that i think will help and it's a a collar that you put on your cat that has pheromones in it mm-hmm. and they're the they're, they're a simulated pheromone of a mama cat mm-hmm. that how she comforts her kittens when they're small and so they put this on a on a collar like a flea collar but it's not a flea collar it's a pheromone collar mm-hmm. and it smells like lavender it's purple mm-hmm. and you put it on your cat and it's supposed to chill them out yeah and it's, make them get along and be happy instead of a again. chill pill it's a chill collar <laughs> so our cat we just put it on him today uh-huh Miles now has a purple collar with pheromones on it. Yeah. That's pretty hilarious I if you I'd ask like me. I think I'd like to get some for the other cats too. I've never ever heard of them before. And if it I works, I think, I, mean, I don't, is that really drugging your cat though? Isn't that mean? Well, people give their cats catnip. Our cats aren't ones they don't that like, like catnip. catnip. Yeah. I, I guess only like a certain percentage actually are affected by catnip and our, our kitties well, don't have that. Well, it'll name. be interesting to see if Miles is, 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 uh. Chilled. Well, if he's affected by pheromones. If if he's calm and... It did say on the package, don't, not for human use. Yeah. So I can't put it around Andrew's neck or Catherine or... No. Not to chill them out. No. That would be nice. Andrew's pretty mellow anyway. Yeah, that's true. But just think, <laughs> if if you could do, just put a collar around your little kids if they're just too obnoxious <laughs> and... That would give mm. them chilling pheromones. But I don't think I that... Don't think I don't so. think that moms have pheromones. If you're know. not a cat, do, well, do, I, okay. I know, I'm I not know a study that, of pheromones. So I, know I don't know that children can can sense their mother mother holding them. Okay, they they know their mother's scent, and they are totally affected by if it's their mother holding them compared to someone else. Okay, well, so I I don't know. The problem here at our house, though, is we have a mom and her two babies who grew up. Mm-hmm. And the two babies would like to have a nice relationship with their mom, but the mom hates them. She was a very good mother when they were kittens. Yes. But, but when they grew up, she kind of said, keep your distance, don't bite well, me anymore. Well, probably because Stripey, our big 14, 15-pound cat, mm-hmm. when he was a teenager, he tried to nurse her. Yeah. That didn't go over well. I could imagine that wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, this is an awkward conversation. Why? It's a cat. Yeah. Meow. She's sitting right here listening to us. Sound asleep because she got a dose of the pheromones. You think that's why? I think so. So anyway, there's, there's, okay, so our cats are drugged, the laptop is broken, (laughs) and I like wearing beanies and I don't dress shop. How's that? Okay. Last but not least, uh, we had a great time out at Lake Quinault. uh, Lake, our Valley, Lake, how do you, Quinault Valley Chapel was the name of the church. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, invited me out to speak to their youth group. So I went out there and I spoke and I sang. I had a great time. It was a really wonderful time. And I put that special up in our feed. So if people want to listen to the sermon that I did or the message that I did, mm-hmm. you can listen and you can hear the song I sang. And it's it's 30 minutes long, the whole thing with the song. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called God in a Box. So if you're looking for that, you can listen to it and you'll enjoy it. 
And here's just a little snippet of it. And then we'll be back with our main topic today, which is the words born again. What do they mean? What is From a Christian perspective, what, what are the believers talking about when they use that term? Okay? All right. All right. We'll have your Facebook comments and Twitter comments as soon as we get back. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not, I don't know, just remember it. Okay, here we go. Number one, things left in boxes most often die and smell bad. It's true, isn't it? Do you know, you know some of the most uptight and mean, nasty people are the religious folks? Because they put God in this little rule box. You know what? Jesus was only really ticked off a few times in the New Testament. And you know who he was mad at? The church people. You never saw him out there screaming and yelling at the sinners. Who did he get upset with? The religious folks who had all these rules and regulations and looked so pious and wonderful. And he went to them, you guys are like, you're like gravestones that, that have been painted beautiful on the outside, but inside you're rotten flesh. That's what he said. That's pretty harsh. And you can uh, actually get that whole message for free on our website at takehimwithyou.com. Just go there and download it or listen to it on the web, whatever you want to do. And it's also on iTunes, so you just look for Take Him With You podcast and you will be able to download that. Cool, huh? Yeah, we had quite a few people download it already and listen to it, but yeah. um, so, the more the merrier. Yeah, that'll be very, very cool. Uh, let me see. Why don't we go ahead and jump right into the subject Uh, Get ready, because it's Spiritual Boot Camp, Part 3. Spiritual Boot Camp, part number three. We've been having a good time with this series. I know it's a little bit more... Um, I don't more know. traditional? Or? No, I don't, I don't know about that, but I think we're discussing um, things that are of a more, I don't know, overtly religious manner. I mean, it's, I don't like using the term religious very much, you know that, because I don't mm-hmm. I don't think the term is, is a positive one. But... It can be. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway... Um, We've been talking about a lot of, well, the whole idea behind this was to be able to discuss terms that we hear used by believers or Christians and in a neutral environment so that we don't, um, 
I don't know, so that everybody can kind of understand where we're coming from. And a lot of times, like I said in the past podcasts, people get all uptight when you start talking about this kind of stuff because there's these big debates and, you know, people get all mad at each other and all this different stuff. And, you know, whatever. I just think it gets really kind of stupid because we don't listen to each other. And in this case, we're just trying to define some terms Mm -hmm. that maybe you hear, but maybe you don't know where they come from. And so today we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about the words "born again" mm-hmm. and what that whole thing means. What where where do Christians get that term? First off, mm-hmm. what does it mean, and what has it become to mean to a lot of people? Yeah, we're going to discuss that stuff. Now we've already covered a couple of different things. We already covered the whole concept of creation, mm-hmm. and that was really fascinating. What was the second one we covered? Um, the fall of man, which means basically that God created man um, without faults and without problems, basically. They were in an ideal situation, but then they chose their own way, and that's what we call the fall or um, falling into sin or missing the mark. And then, and then we talked about how from that point on then everybody that's born onto the earth is born um, with that sin nature mm-hmm. until kind of a separation. Right. And that. we called that podcast Adam and Eve and what we believe. Adam and Eve and what we believe. Of course, you're going to make it rhyme of and course. make it cool. I don't know how to born again. I don't um, know. I, I, I couldn't Free from sin? Oh. Okay, my okay. religious wife. <laughs> is hey. born again free from sin? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, okay. So, Sister Amy. So, do you want to do the impromptu question first? Well, I. Or do you I, want to read the passage first? Well, I think it's important that we talk a little bit about um, the whole term and what it means, and then we can read the passage, and then we can get to the comments because we had so many different comments. And again, the whole reason behind this particular podcast or these boot camp podcasts is to explain what we believe about mm-hmm. certain things that may have been misinterpreted and taken out of context in the world that we live in. Yeah. And one thing I talked to you about beforehand is that sometimes we make our relationship with God all about us when really it's about him and his plan that he created the world. And then right, you know, even as Adam and Eve sinned, he made a plan to bring them back to him. So mankind got unhooked, and then God has a plan to hook us back up again. And and even we talk about this um, in movies and stuff, foreshadowing or or types and types and shadows, shadows or prophecies that, that we talked about last week. That right in the garden, he God foreshadowed what would need to happen. When he made clothes for Adam and Eve. By killing an by, animal. By shedding an animal's blood and taking And then the using skins. the skin to cover their nakedness. Mm-hmm. And so right in the beginning, even though man fell short of God's original plan of him having a relationship with them and walking with them daily and hanging out with them. And man kind of chose their own thing and got into guilt and sin and shame. Um, God had a plan for, this is a big word, reconciliation or bringing back to himself. Plugging back in. Plugging back in. That's easy to say it that way. Your modem or whatever you call it. 
Yeah. Well, your in this case, computer. it'd be your ISDN cable. Okay. <laughs> For those computer geeks your out Ethernet. there that understand what he's saying. <laughs> so my whole thing is I, th- I said, well, the, the next logical step is to talk about why would God want us plugged back into him? Well, that's a good question. I mean, if God is God and and human beings messed up so much or mess up so much, why would he even want or why would he even desire a relationship with us? What's up with that? Yeah, well, you have that scripture passage. Do you have it looked up here? What? In um, John chapter 3. Oh, I can go. Kind of I can answers. Go, I can go there. Answers that. We're going to read the whole the whole passage here, but... um. Probably the most quoted scripture, like you'll see a football game and you'll have somebody hold up a sign that says John 3.16 on it. And it's probably one of the most common scriptures that you hear people memorize as little kids in Sunday school or whatever. But it it basically says um, that God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him would not perish or or be condemned to death but have everlasting life and you have it in the message and you're probably going to read the whole chapter but i actually have it in the new living but i can put it in the message if you'd like to hear what it says in that either one is probably fine but anyway i memorized it in king james so i had to translate it in my head (laughs) so so that's kind of hard but we hear that verse, and, and to me, if that's the only verse that you had, you could pretty much live on that one. This is what the Message Bible says. It says, okay. this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Pretty cool. Yeah, and so God's motivation, it says in that verse... And it says in many other places in the Bible that God's motivation is love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has He has the real self-sacrificing, give-it-all-you-got kind of love. Not, not like uh, what we would call like a selfish love of like, I'll love you as long as you love me. Right. God loves us. I love you if you do yeah. this. And God loves us even when we blow it, even in our imperfect. Um, you even, mean God loves us even if we hate other people? I think it might make him sad, but he still loves us. It's God, just like, God actually loves us if we gossip? Well. What if we lie? You look at our kids. What if we cheat? You look at our kids. What if we steal? And our kids blow it sometimes and do stupid things. And yet, we still love them. We might be disappointed sometimes in the way they behave. But we love them. You, you mean know? I could be a total wreck and God still loves me? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I was playing the devil's advocate. Did you notice? That's okay. I'm used to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I just, you know, to me, it's about him. It's about God and God's plan. And sometimes I think in religious circles, we make it about ourselves. What can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. And and really, the whole Bible is a story of God, God's plan and God's love. And if you can focus on that a little bit and take it off of our self-centeredness mm-hmm. and realize it's all about Him, that really changes our perspective a little bit. It really does. 
Okay, so I'm, I I would like to read the the scripture here, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible passage, um, of where the whole idea and concept of this born again thing comes from. So those of you that are listening and you've never heard this before, I'm going to read out of a out of a, a um, paraphrase a paraphrase called the Message Bible, and the reason I'm doing that is because it really talks in really terms that you and I can really understand. It's not archaic and. Mm-hmm. So bear with me, um, but and I and I might comment on it a little bit as I go. But here's it's in John chapter three, and here's where we get this whole concept. It says there was a man of the Pharisees' sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. Now, who were the Pharisees, Amy? They were a part of the religious leadership in the Jewish synagogue or the Jewish Church. religion. Right. Yeah. That they believed in the resurrection of the dead, but they were very legalistic. They had, they would take like something that God said as a health law in the Old Testament, like about washing your hands or about how to dress or something. And take it to the extreme. And they would take everything to the extreme. And we have people like that today that do that. Yeah, like you can only walk, you know, a hundred steps. A hundred steps on Saturday and no more, you know, and there's, they just would get very legalistic about everything. Okay. So one of the Pharisees now is a prominent leader among the Jews. Okay. Uh, Late one night he visited Jesus and he said, Rabbi, wonder what's Rabbi? That just means teacher. Okay. Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-pointing, God-revealing acts that you do if God weren't in on it. Mm. And Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. Now, in other translations, mm-hmm. that's interpreted, and, and a lot of people debate on this because they, th- they think it should be what I just read. Mm-hmm. But you'll hear, unless, Jesus says, unless a person is born again, it's not possible to see um, what I'm pointing to, God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you understand where the term is coming from. Now, um, the reason I think that um, not everybody that says, he said born from above, is accurate is because of the next question, that yeah. uh, the statement that Nicodemus makes to him. Yeah. So now you got to remember, this guy followed a lot of rules, and mm-hmm. he was prominent, he was, and he came to Jesus at night, actually, when nobody was watching. And he, he asked him this question. He goes, you know, you, you really are impressing me here. I know you're from God. And Jesus says, yes, I am. And here's the deal. And, uh, and then he says, you know, and unless you become born again, you can't really see the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So Nicodemus is rattled, first off, because yeah. he thought he saw the, the kingdom of God, but he really wasn't. He was seeing all his rules. And now, and he's looking at this. From a rule-based right. standpoint. So, now, now he, so he's now trying he is, to figure yeah. out how can he be born again? How, how does a person be born again? A I mean, second time. Right. And so this is what he says. How can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up? You can't re-enter the mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born from above talk? Good question. Mm-hmm. And so here's what Jesus says. Jesus said, you're not listening. 
Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, it's just that, a body you can look at and touch. But the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. So don't be surprised when I tell you, you have to be born from above. Out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough how the wind blows this way and that. You hear it rustling through the trees, but you have no idea where it comes from or where it's headed next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above by the wind of God, by the Spirit of God. So Nicodemus asked, What do you mean by this? How does this happen? And Jesus said, You're a respected teacher of Israel, and you don't know these basics? Listen carefully. I'm speaking sober truth to you. I speak only of what I know by experience. I give witness only to what I have seen with my own eyes. There is nothing second-hand here, no hearsay. Yet instead of facing the evidence and accepting it, you procrastinate with questions. If I tell you things that are plain as the hand before your face, and you don't believe me, what use is there telling you of things you can't see, the things of God? No one has ever gone up into the presence of God except the one who came down from the presence, the Son of Man. In the same way that Moses lifted the serpent in the desert so people could have something to see and then believe, it is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up, and everyone who looks upon him, trusting and expectant, will gain a real life, eternal life. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his Son, his one and only Son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust in him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. This is the crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates God light and won't come near it, fearing a painful exposure. But anyone working and living in truth and reality welcomes God light so that work can be seen for the God work it is. Okay, so there you go. That is the passage of Scripture where, where the whole concept comes born again or born mm -hmm. from above. I really like the idea of born from above. I think that is more accurate in, in, um, in explaining what Jesus said to Nicodemus. I think Nicodemus took it as he thought that meant going back into to the mother's womb and you can't do that. Yeah, again, but he he was, he was avoiding natural. He was avoiding the spiritual yeah. concept that Jesus was trying to get across, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times that's what we do too. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to do something to get this, or to to, to have our checklist, and or check jump it through off. the hoops, yeah. or accomplish something in order for us to get this reward of salvation. When in fact, Jesus really was was explaining to this Pharisee who knew a lot. 
mm-hmm. he was explaining to him, really, you, you need to look at this whole thing differently. And he even says to him, um, you don't get it. Well, and he said that God gave his son, his one and only son. So it's like an act of God giving. And then he's, and then when Nicodemus said, well, how, how do I have this new birth spiritually? Jesus went on to explain to him that he was going to be crucified. And that if you look at what he does, the sacrifice that Jesus does, and put your trust in that, you're putting your trust in what God did. Right. Through that sacrifice in Jesus, that that that's what is needed to reconnect you. God gave us the gift, and all we have to do is is received it by trusting. And this is where we get this whole term "born again Christian." Mm-hmm. Even though you don't see the term "born again Christian" in the Bible, because really they didn't call the the people that believed in Jesus Christians, because Christian was a term that meant little Christ. It was actually a mocking term at first. Mm-hmm. It was a negative connotation. Yeah, they were, <coughs> they were saying that mocking um, to people who followed Christ. Right. They were trying to be little Jesus people. So they basically were called believers mm-hmm. most of the time, and and uh, I actually prefer I to be called believers because or believer because I I think a lot of times. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I try to live like Christ, but I'm, I'm, I fail miserably, and I think a lot of people do. So why, when the world should we call ourselves that, you know? But, but anyway, it, it, it's become a, a religious term when you hear the word "born again Christian," and 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 for a lot of different reasons. So I think it would be interesting to read now, now mm-hmm. that we know where the concept has come from, and what Jesus meant by it. Um, it's not as daunting or scary or pushy as what maybe we understand it to be today. So I asked the question on Facebook, very pertinent question. Mm-hmm. When you hear the word, the term born again, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Mm-hmm. And what kind of responses did we get, Amy? We have quite a varied response, and I think a lot of it has to do with some people's background, if they have a church background or not. But I'll go ahead and read some. Andrea said, simply, Christian. Okay. So when you hear the word born again, immediately mm-hmm. she immediately thinks Christian. Mm-hmm. And Brian said that it misreads the Greek better as born from above or born of the spirit when seeing above as a um, metaphor for the spirit of God. Interesting. Now that's the same thing that we um, we just read out mm-hmm. of the Message Bible. Yeah. And... Um, then Simon says, I have to say the predictable answer, Christian, I don't think I have heard the words used to describe something else. Such such a shame when I like the words born. And again, smiley face. <laughs> Thanks, Mads. You're funny. And Timothy said, Christian faith, that's the first thing. Smiley face. I think it's a winky smiley face. Yeah. Um, and Danielle says, Daniel <coughs> said, somebody coming to the Christian faith by their own choice as opposed with growing up in it. Oh, now that's an interesting thing, too. Um, mm-hmm. He brings out something fascinating because I remember hearing this concept when I was, was uh, young um, because I did go to a couple of Sunday school classes, even though my, my family didn't go. And um, that whole concept of just going to church 
made you a Christian. Well, and some people say, well, if you live in the United States, then you're a Christian because this is a Christian country. But we know different than that. That's not really true. Yeah. God and, gives I mean, us a free will. Sure. Well, and we've used the term before, um, you know, going into McDonald's doesn't make you a McNugget mm-hmm. or a Big Mac. But just hanging around something or going to something doesn't make you anything because this is a personal relationship. So so being a Christian, I, I like how he says this. Um, when he hears the word born again, he immediately thinks instead of just being used to going to church, this is where you've made a personal choice to receive Christ. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thanks. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Marilyn said abundant life. Okay. So I guess being born of the Spirit reminds her of abundant life. Angie said, John baptizing at the river and the Holy Spirit. I like Brian's. Brian was the one who said born from above. Mm-hmm. Julie said, someone who's going um, to who's going to annoyingly try to push the religion on me. Now, I, th- I first off, Julie, thank you for putting that on there because that's how she feels. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand that. I actually answered her on that and I said, I remember hiding from the Christians when I worked over at J.C. Penney's. After I accepted Christ, I vowed to never act like what I'd seen, LOL. I find that friendship and lifestyle speak volumes compared to confrontation, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I, I think a lot of times, you know, we'll think of, we, we, we might think of the Jehovah Witnesses that knock on our door. They're not, they're not born-again Christians, but, but you might think of somebody that's really pushy, with their religion when you hear that word. Well, I think born again is associated with evangelical Christians, which I grew right. up in an evangelical church. Right. Well, yeah, and, and I so. the exposure I had was at a Presbyterian church, which was which is not evangelical. They didn't use that term. They never used that term mm-hmm. in our church, yeah. And so, uh, or in the church that I had gone to. And so I, it was a relatively new concept to me when I heard it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan said, Christian, smiley face. Or bullfrogs and butterflies. What does that mean? Okay, there is a song by Larry Norman. No, it was it was not Larry Norman. It wasn't it? Barry no, McGuire. Barry McGuire, and it was like it went bullfrogs and butterflies. They both been born again. And, and that was really popular. And we used to sing that to kids in Sunday school. So I think that's where me. So if you had any Sunday school teaching, you probably heard that song. Bullfrogs and butterflies, and and basically. Bullfrogs and butterflies both go through a metamorphosis or a transformation. And they're born again. They're, yeah, they go through a change. And so that was the idea of <coughs> being born again, being born of the Spirit. Right. That you're, you're supposed to have a change go on in your life. Greg said something really interesting. He says, I absolutely hate this because the answer should be something positive. Sadly, the first thing I think of is that I'm about to hear God's grace and Christ's life and teaching bent or even perverted into a political ideology. Sometimes such politics reflect what Jesus taught, but often as not, not. Hmm. So that's an interesting thing. That that's very true. When you uh, nowadays the climate or the or the atmosphere has become politically supercharged with this, and so sometimes people are using the term "born again" in a in a in a way that does make them kind of harsh and negative instead Mm -hmm. of it being what jesus said and that is a really life-giving thing where it's all about being born from above or or receiving god into your life is basically Mm -hmm. what it means yeah and you know and it's it's sad but 
you know, some people outside of a church background or has had a negative experience in a church kind of thing can have a negative view on this. Um, Sandy said, um, a new life with Jesus and then she says, "Not being a Republican Pharisee." So I didn't quite understand what that meant. That, that's well, you know, I was thinking about the last comment, and maybe that's what she was thinking. Yeah. Sometimes um, there's like people that identify themselves as um, born again Christians that were in ultra right wing conservative moral majority organizations, Bible bashing right. kind of things. You know, whether that was their intent or not to come off as judgmental and hypocritical or not, there are quite a few people that view them as that. Well, and I think it's awful ironic that a lot of these folks, the folks that come out the hardest against things. See, this is why I don't think that it's a good idea to always preach against stuff. And and the reason being is because a lot of the people that are preaching against stuff fall into the same trap that they're that they mm-hmm. say they hate. Yeah. So you got you got you know people that are saying you know you should be faithful to your your spouse, and then they're in an affair, mm-hmm. or or you've got people that you know saying you should you know have integrity and morals, and then they steal, mm-hmm. or or you know the list goes on and on and on and on, and we see that, and it really tarnishes what we think about people that say they're quote unquote religious or quote unquote born again. Yeah. And so, so I think that's where she's coming yeah. from is that she says it should be more about a new life with Jesus over the pol- politics. Right. And I, I guess. Yeah. Um, Kathy said, first word is happiness. That's what comes to my mind. That's a good thing for to come to your mind. Yeah. And Stefan says that it was traumatizing enough the first time around. <laughs> I had a good, good laugh over that one, Stefan. Yeah, Thank you for putting that on there and making me laugh. I don't remember it actually myself, but I do remember my kids getting born, and it was pretty traumatic. Yeah, especially one of them that didn't really breathe very well. So Yeah, um, that was interesting. Yeah. You know, the whole cord around the neck. Kenny says butterfly. Yeah. And Jenny says Christian uh, was the first thing that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Edward says a brand new man. Mike says requirement to see the kingdom of God, saved, spiritual rebirth, renewal in Christ, change of heart, etc. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, confessing and repenting from your sins, believing that Jesus died for your sins, and just a minute, gotta click that more. That he was raised from the dead. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it was all online, I don't know. Okay. Um, Tiffany says, I think it's an incorrect term. Anyone who is a Christian makes mistakes and returns to God and asks for forgiveness so everyone is one or, or nobody is one. That's an interesting idea. I think her whole point was that everybody makes mistakes whether they're Christian or not Christian. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was her her um, comment. Pauline says the first thing that comes to her mind is Christian. This one was kind of funny. Lori I don't know. It's funny. I think it's well, sad. it's kind of. Lori says, ouch. And I'm not sure if she's talking about the literal part about like Nicodemus said going back into your mother's womb or or if she's saying spiritually it's ouch to be around born again Christians we don't know exactly I I think it was the first one that you said I know her enough to know that uh she she was being funny that ouch that would hurt to have to have another kid sadly there are people that feel like it's 
uncomfortable and painful yeah to be around, around christians yes. people claiming to be born again christians of course simon our meds comes back again and says abba tribute band is called bjorn again that's close enough <laughs> bjorn again <laughs> simon's that's hilarious. absolutely hilarious simon's hilarious you goofball sue says personally i think it's overused i hold judgment until i hear who is saying it and with what um, inflection and context, but then again, I probably hear more religious rhetoric than most. Yeah. Smiley face. Yeah, Sue is uh, actually a pastor's daughter that we actually had on the program here. Mm-hmm. You can go back and I think uh, on Broadway was the name of the program that we had her on because she works in New York on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, very very interesting comment, Sue. And yeah, I think that's pretty pretty accurate. Um, I do too. You know, when somebody, it's really interesting. I've been full gamut. I remember hiding from people that said they were born-again Christians before I became a believer. Mm -hmm. Then when I did become a believer, then I was fascinated by hearing all about it. And then as I've grown older and and I've uh, experienced different feelings and emotions in the church Mm -hmm. and being involved in church and stuff, I now look at it cautiously because... There are so many people, like we talked about, that, that define it differently. Some people use the term born again to be very political and mean and harsh. Other people use the term born again as a very love kind of thing mm-hmm. and totally grateful for they, a second chance yeah, in life. Because they, they look at it as, okay, this is what hooked me up back to God, is yeah. my faith and what, what God has done for And me. I would lean more towards that. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, it means so many different things that you you have to kind of look at who's saying it. Mm-hmm. In order to understand, I mean, it's like we've seen like street preachers when we've been in Seattle that use it to beat people over the head with and are just mean and nasty and say, you're going to go to hell, you know, and, and they do all these just mean, nasty stuff while they're preaching. And, and and you wonder why people, you know, they'll listen, but they they're shaking their head and being mad and they heckle them as opposed to when I was walking down Bourbon Street in uh, in New Orleans and ran right into a guy that had a white cross with a display that actually um, the letters went across it, an electronic display. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it said stuff on it. And he was the kindest, most gentle, awesome guy. Did he have Jesus' eyes? He he did. And as a, <laughs> he was getting heckled by a bunch of people that yeah. were drunk and stuff. And he was so patient. He wasn't being mean or nasty. He wasn't um, out there screeching at them. He was simply standing in the middle of all this stuff that was pretty crazy and he was calm and he was praying for people and he was talking to people about the love of god now see that's different that's that's somebody who's talking about being born from above that's not somebody who's trying to condemn everybody to hell Mm -hmm. and and i think there's a big difference in in the people that use that term yeah okay and then one last comment um linden said born again not to be silent and that that's another thing I think that, that people think when they hear the term born again is that it's somebody that would be willing to talk about the fact that they do have a relationship with God as opposed to somebody that might not say I'm born again, quote unquote, I believe in God, but I'm not going to get up and talk about it in front of people or, or try to convince other people to do the same. You know, that's interesting because the last thing that Jesus said to his disciples before he went to heaven was he said, go everywhere and mm-hmm. tell people about the good news. He actually told he told them different than that. Okay. He said to them, he said, go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between converts and disciples. 
So, yes, we're supposed disciples to... Disciples are active followers. Well, a, right? a disciplined follower. A disciplined, active, disciplined follower. So, so basically what he was saying is go and, and teach people how to follow me. Mm-hmm. That's what he was saying. Not, That's not different to, than going out and preaching something that you're not living. Or just having people have what we would call a mental ascent. Where well, they, I remember, they Amy, I remember something in their head, but not. I remember it. sitting in staff meetings in church with the pastor and the and the rest of the staff as a pastor on staff, mm-hmm. and talking about how we were going to present and how many people are going to come forward and give their heart to Christ, and we would talk about numbers, numbers, numbers. Mm-hmm. But you know, really, it's not about the numbers per se. It's more about because you could get people to come forward with any type of an emotional. Um, charged emotionally charged decision making thing. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, if you're good at it, you can manipulate people all you want. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Jesus said to do. He didn't say to go out and just flap your jaws. He said go and make disciples. That's different. Mm-hmm. And and I think disciples requires friendship, and it, and it requires being genuine and honest in your faith. And it's not about can you come forward at an altar at a church and say a prayer. Um, it's more of where are you at in your heart with God and do you, do you surround yourself with people that can help you grow in God? We were talking about that um, That's more important. earlier today that I thought the most effective time for you as a pastor wasn't necessarily our weekly church meetings where we had 20 minutes of praise and worship and 20 minutes of teaching and 20 minutes of games with the kids. or right. but, but I felt like the most effective time for making disciplined followers is when you would take a busload of kids down to Mexico mm-hmm. and you would live with them and you would teach them and you would demonstrate to them how By to lifestyle. live for God. Yep. And and those kids that went on those trips, the majority of them are, are strong s- believers. Are still strong believers and they're in turn impacting other kids. Mm-hmm. They're mentoring other kids. I was in fact stuff. we have uh, one um one lady that came up through um through our ministry and stuff, and she now is um, youth pastoring. And I just saw an awesome picture of her with a whole, like, 30 or 40 kids well, and, and doing an a, overnight. Were, there were several other kids that had been in our youth group that were helping her with yeah. the lock-in that they yeah. had. Yeah, Which is so it's exciting neat. to see that because that means that it meant something to them and that they're doing, you know, people are doing something with their faith. And I don't know, you know, sometimes I think that, that uh, we get all hung up on getting this 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 flashy message with with all these bells and whistles out there when in fact lifestyle really is the loudest thing you can preach and and that when you would what i would call disciple the kids you guys were sleeping in tents in the dirt you didn't even have running water or electricity (laughs) but you just spent time with the kids and you know you showed them how to be a christian well the most effective times i ever saw were when we did things for others. So if mm-hmm. we would go and work at the mission or the homeless shelter, or if we go clean up a park, Mexico, or we yeah. go out and clean bathrooms, or we go we go do something and mm-hmm. where we ministered to the community, and we didn't preach a, a word. Mm-hmm. Most often well, we would we would just simply go and help somebody, and it's funny how their lives were changed as a result of that. In Mexico, you took the kids to an orphanage and they helped take care of the little kids yeah. and you built a house for, for people in poverty. And, you know, you, you had, um, you know, and I'm not saying that that is the gist of Christianity, but it's part of it. And it's, mm-hmm. 
it's again well, having it's, it's, it not it, all be about us, but about what God has done mm-hmm. and what we can do um, in as receiving God's love, how we can share His love. Well, and the whole concept now. I mean, as we wrap things up, I think the whole concept is it, it's it's not about um, gosh. <sighs> The concept is living for God genuinely and being born from above. In other words, accepting what Jesus has done and and surrendering our life to him. Mm-hmm. That is what it means to be born again. Not all of a sudden you have to wear horned room glasses and carry a big thick Bible and go right. to a meeting three, every three every night of the week and, and have your suit and tie. That's not that. Yeah. It's not that. It's not the rules and the regs. It's... You know, God desires to have a relationship with us, and that's what born again is all about. So there you go. That's our take on it. How do you like that? Well, you know, I hope it made sense to people that it is about relationship, and that's what we've talked about in every podcast, this 113, is that we're stressing not to be religious, Mm -hmm. but to have a relationship. And that's really the most important thing. When you boil it all down... It's really the thing that matters the most. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What about, um, why don't we play a song? Okay. We'll pray at the end of the song for everybody, and then we'll introduce next week's subject. All right. Okay. This is a band called Jars of Clay, and the song is called Worlds Apart. I am the only one to blame for this. Somehow it all ends up the same. Soaring on the wings of selfish pride Flew too high And like Icarus I collide With a world I try so hard to leave behind To rid myself of all but love To give and die Turn away and not become Another nail to pierce the skin of one who loved More deeply than the oceans More abundant than the tears Of a world embracing every heartache Can I be the one to sacrifice
Jars of Clay and Worlds Apart right here on Take Him With You. You can find them on iTunes and all over the place. Jars of Clay is the name of the band. Well, let's pray because uh, I think after that song, it's kind of an emotional song. And it is, sometimes it is worlds apart between where we're at and where God is. And really, he's only a prayer away. And that's what we talked about today. So let's pray. Father, thank you for all that you do for us and that you care about us. Even when we mess up and do things wrong, you still love us and you still care for us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be born from above. And help us, Lord, not to, to um, I don't know, stereotype or think of things the wrong way. We really want to know what you mean by that. And we desire ourselves to have a relationship with you. So pray that you would touch every single person's heart that's listening today and that you would make that term born from above or born again instead of being a, a term that would be um, distracting and maybe not very good and and really shed a new light on it for each of us, Lord. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for who you are. And uh, we just thank you that you that you are amazing. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 
Amen. Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. Did you enjoy the podcast, team? Yeah, I, I think it was a fun podcast, and we need prayer for next week, though. Why is that? Because um, we've had a request from one of our listeners. That's true. To explain the difference between the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. What a great question. And um, so we're, we're going to do our best, but we'll need lots of prayer. It, um, Spiritual boot camp number four. The character of God. The character of God and why why some people think he's different in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Versus the New Testament. So it should be really interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, our email addresses are amy at takehimwithyou.com and mine is rick at takehimwithyou.com. Our website is located at dot. Um, I almost forgot. Take him with you, <laughs> on the back of my head. Yeah, I just look at your beanie. You can always get a hold of us on Facebook and see all of the cool posts that we put out every week and much as every day. And mine is at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. And yours is at um, facebook.com amy.moyer. That's right. Good. I'm glad. Pretty I got easy. Right. Pretty easy. <laughs> oh, and the other thing, too, is if you'd like to help us continue to do the podcast, uh, we really do rely on your donations. Um, both of us work part-time at different things, but we'd really like to uh, continue to do the podcast and put out some more specials for you and so on. And we can only do that if you help because it does cost money to do this and it costs money to pay our bills. It sure does. So you can make a donation very easily by going to our website, takingwithyou.com, and clicking on the Donate button. It says Donate to Rick and Amy. You can do it through PayPal. If you want to send us money in the mail, you can do that too. Our address is on there. Uh, so on and so forth. So we're not going to spend a b- bunch of time on talking about giving us money, but uh, would really help if you get anything out of this podcast. Um, send something our way to help us uh, every month, and that would be very appreciated. Sure would. Okay. Um, take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production copyright. 2011, all rights reserved. Excellent. Now I'm hungry. Should we go get some dinner? I think we should. Okay. Thanks, everybody. See, I didn't even see fart once. <laughs> you just did. Oh, <laughs> Here, I thought we are going to get away without it. You thought. Make it. You've been listening to the Spiritual Boot Camp Edition of Take Him With You. Thanks for listening.
Ah, Taking With You with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine, because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you join us. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on the amazing race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our new show, the Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. Hi, Russell. Are you like Mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open-wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. 
I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. It's here. The follow-up release to my Stargazer music project, M.W. Orbit. The short story and musical journey of an artificially intelligent probe launched by NASA to explore the Milky Way galaxy. Greetings. I am M.W. Orbit from the planet Earth. Is there anyone there? CD Baby. story and musical journey. Get your copy today at mw-orbit.com. MW, online, the waiting programming. 